Hi, and welcome back to the Stuff I Like podcast with me, Sherry. So I've been meaning to get around to this episode for a while now, but just everything's been really crazy in the world, but also in my work and in personal life. So I'm finally sitting down and getting this done when everybody's out of the house. It was actually a podcast in response to somebody's question about how do I decide what to give little bun and what to buy him and all of that. And I feel like this is a really relevant question because I've actually asked myself that quite a number of times. Because when you reach a certain point in your life and you're able to buy the full 64 or 128 Korean color pack instead of the five color one, you ask yourself, Am I spoiling my kid by giving him the 168 color crayons or should I just buy him the five color pack and have him feel a sense of loss or a sense of scarcity so that he doesn't think, oh my God, I get everything that I want just because mommy buys it for me, right? And I feel like this is a very common thing that shows up in parents, particularly in myself, I should say, when you haven't grown up with everything that you ever wanted. And it's a very fine balance, I think, because I, for instance, did not grow up the way that my mother grew up. My mother grew up in just dire poverty. I'm talking about not knowing where your next meal is coming kind of poverty, sleeping on wine crates and only having, you know, two pairs of socks that you have to carefully wash for the whole year so that they don't get holes in them. Okay. Stuff like that is like serious poverty at that level. Yeah, budget is a concern, but you're not even thinking about crayons. You're just thinking, can I get another pair of socks? Or can I have something to eat that doesn't, you know, make me feel sick afterwards because it's so rich or whatever it is, right? I didn't grow up with any of that. And yet I still have money trauma from when I was a kid. Because my father would refuse to buy me things when he clearly had the money. And then he would turn around and gamble all of it. So as a kid, I couldn't understand how he had all this money for himself and to be able to work part-time and so on as I got older. And yet when we were kids, he would refuse to buy us, you know, the big box of crayons because for him, he's like, why why do you need more than five colors, you know? And that kind of trauma does stick with you. And as I got older and then when I had little bun, I bought him the 168 crayon color box. Like basically he has all the colors that he can imagine in all the styles that he wanted, right? He, he doesn't go crazy, but he does have all the colors because I remember when I was a kid, what it was like not having those colors to really get my pictures out there with all the variations of colors that I wanted. It was really important to me. It was a big thing for me as a kid. And for me to pass on that money trauma to be like, well, I suffered, therefore you have to also suffer to learn the same lesson doesn't really fly these days. And by that, I mean that if you give him, or if I gave him that five pack of color crayons saying, well, you should suffer too and only have five colors when you secretly want 168, what does that teach him? It teaches him nothing because it teaches him that I had the money and I refused to do it as a parent. And what was the lesson that I'm supposed to teach him is that money doesn't grow on trees, number one, which is very true. And number two, take care of your money and to be able to be a good steward of your money, meaning give as much as you get and be cognizant that other people have way more than you do, so you can't feel bad about that, but also other people have way less than you do. So you also have a kind of obligation or a duty to also care for those who don't have as much as you do, right? That's basically our goals as parents, at least it is for me, to make sure that he understands 
that you can't have everything in life and what you can have within reason, consider if you really want it because it's something that just because you can have it doesn't mean you should buy it. And these three lessons don't necessarily have to be passed down to your kids via a form of money trauma by not buying them those crayons that they want or that bike that they want or buying the crayons but making it their Christmas present when you could clearly afford to buy them at the time that you, they needed them you know, or wanted them. So it's just something to consider that if you're asking the question, how do I not spoil my kid? You should also be asking the question of how do I not pass down this money trauma that I grew up with And to make sure that I set goals for myself as a parent where I achieve what I want without making him think about the stuff that he didn't have when he was a kid, when he gets older, if that makes any sense. So all that being said, the context on Little Bun, I guess I should give some. He's a little unusual in the sense that he asks very politely for things. He doesn't really ask for anything. Like he literally doesn't come up to me saying, mommy, I saw that Brian had this toy in class today and I would also like the same toy. Like he doesn't care. He just doesn't ask me for things. The only thing that he cares about is food. So I buy him really good food or I give him really delicious things or I, you know, basically take him to sushi all the time because it's one of his favorite things to eat. And the other thing to know about us is that we're kind of minimalist-esque. And when I say esque, I'm the esque because my partner is super minimalist in that he lives with like practically nothing. And for me, I am not a minimalist, especially when it comes to things that I really care for, like style and fashion and so on, right? But I am really careful in the sense that I don't let in things into the home that I know are going to be too much. I don't have huge pieces of furniture yet because I don't have a home. I mean, a home home, not like an apartment. And in terms of toys, I knew from a very young age that I didn't need a lot of toys. I thought I did, but I really didn't. And I really wanted certain things, like a Barbie dream house that my dad would not buy for me. And I ended up making up my own Barbie dream house out of the leftover you know, tissue boxes and stuff in the house, which in hindsight was way more creative and way more cool for a kid. But when you're like a seven-year-old kid, okay, you just want the Barbie dream house with the little Barbie clothes and everything, okay? You don't, you're not thinking in the future, wow, that was a really good creative you know, lesson for me as a child. So with Little Bun, we buy him toys or we bought him toys, but we don't go crazy. So he has blocks and he has mag- magnetiles and stuff like that. And he has a ton of books. I mean, a serious ton of books. But he doesn't really have toy toys. He has some stuffies and stuff like that. But he doesn't really have a lot of stuff. Because I noticed with my nephews that they had tons of toys. Because my brother went the complete extreme opposite from the way that we were growing up. And instead of thinking, hey, I don't need to buy him so many toys so that he you know, appreciates the ones that he has... They just bought them whatever they wanted and they didn't bother asking, hey, do you really want this? Or is this just something you want in the moment, right? And those are the questions that I was asking myself and I ask little bun whenever we go to the store. I'll ask him, do you really want this? Or do you just think it's cool in the moment and you like playing with it in the store, but when I bring it home, you're not going to touch it again. Ask yourself if you really want it. If you really want it, I will buy it for you. And if you really think that you will play with it, I will buy it for you. That is not the issue. The issue is, will you play with it after we bring it home? 
And usually, I would say 99% of the time, he says, no, I just like it in the store. But 1% of the time, he'll ask for it. Like Rubik's Cubes and stuff like that. He'll ask me specifically. I'm more than happy to buy them for him. So that's kind of one of the ways I deal with buying him things is I really ask him, hey, do you really want this or do you just want it in the moment? And I feel like having him make the decision of whether or not he buys it or has me buy it for him helps him understand that he can have everything he wants, just that does he really want to collect everything, right? The other thing I've also done is I've been training my family and friends to not give me things for Little Bun unless they're specifically on my list and or their books that he does not have. Because parents are always being given a lot of toys. And a lot of it is junk. Because I would rather give him a really good bike and a helmet than to give him little trinkets from the dollar store. Okay? So that's kind of my position on all of this is that less waste would be better. Just give him the one thing he really wants because that's the way I treat myself. I buy myself things that I really want and I don't expect nor want anybody in my life to buy me these things because I can afford it myself. But also, you just can't buy what I want because you don't know what I want. My, my whims change so often that some days I'll go by and be like, oh, I didn't really want that in the end. I just wanted something else or... You know, in the moment I wanted these sneakers, but now I don't want them as much as I wanted this coat, which I ended up buying for myself. So you can't buy me things because I just buy them for myself, but also I don't need you to buy them for me because I don't need a little trinket when I would rather have the big treasure, if that makes sense. And I don't expect anybody to ever buy me anything over $20, let's say, right? In, in that case, if it's $20 is your budget, great. <laughs> in fact, even less would be great. Just let's go to coffee together, you know? Let's go have a coffee together. Let's have a meal together. Let's meet up and chat. I'd rather have that than actual stuff from other people, if that makes sense. And I feel like Little Bun has picked up on that as well because he doesn't ask for things. He legit does not ask for anything. I know kids that ask for lots of stuff out of catalogs because their parents tell me, and I just, I asked little bun if he wanted to look at a catalog and pick out something that he wanted. He's like, no, I'm good. Okay. Then I said, well, wouldn't you like a toy? I mean, this other kid's getting a toy. Maybe you'd like a toy too. He says, no, I'm okay. He says, I like making my own toys out of things. I'm like, oh, this is what, you know, a lack of money trauma looks like. <laughs> because had my dad gotten me that Barbie dream house, I would have felt fulfilled in the moment. I would have played for it for hours because that's what I did with my friend's Barbie dream house. And I would not have had that void inside of me that I have had to learn to fill and learn to work through, still working through it, to not give my inner little girl everything that she wants just because I was not allowed to have anything that I wanted when I was younger that was of importance. So had my father said to me, hey, it's either the Barbie dream house or I get you this electronic organizer that's pink, that's about the same price. I would have said, give me the electronic organizer. I would have loved that item. And in the end, I didn't get either of them. So I feel at a loss, right? And that's the trauma that I carry that I did not want to pass down to Little Bun. We also don't have TV. So we watch a lot of stuff on Netflix and that sort of thing, but there's no actual TV with commercials. Anyway, with commercials that sell things to kids. So he doesn't even know what's out there. And we don't go to toy stores just to browse either, right? Because 
he will definitely find things that he wants, but it doesn't mean that he actually wants it. He just wants it in that moment. The only time that it happened that he really wanted something and it was not something that he planned for was when we went to that antique shop and I was buying my mother all this furniture. I think I spent like two grand or three grand on all this, you know, antique furniture that she wanted. And I was buying myself, st myself stuff too, you know, like jewelry and things like that. And little bun ran up and said, well, I want something too, is what he told his father, apparently. He ran around and he says, I really, really want this pinball machine. It's antique and it's so cool with the marbles and everything. And his father was like, okay, we'll buy it for you. It was $60, which I think is kind of expensive for a toy, but not for an antique, especially a, a nice one like this. And he bought it and he plays with it. And still to this day, a year later, he still plays with it and he enjoys playing with it. So it's in the moment that he saw everybody was getting something, he wanted something too. And that's when he got that pinball machine. But otherwise, he doesn't really get influenced to buy things. So that's really unusual, I think. A lot of kids probably see what other kids have and they want the same thing. But he doesn't seem to have that in him. It must come from his father because it's not coming from me. That's for sure. The other thing, too, is that I do have a lot of talks with him about being privileged and having everything that he wants. So when we go and eat sushi, I'll say, FYI. Not everybody gets to eat sushi anytime that they want, just like us, okay? So if kids mention that they go to sushi as a treat once in a while and so on, don't you dare open your mouth and say, oh, but I go all the time because my mummy takes me anytime I want some, okay? I said, I don't want you ever saying that and I need you to read the room and understand that not everybody has the means to be able to go eat something as expensive as sushi all the time and you need to be careful when you speak about things that you do because you have to be aware that what you're saying is true for sure it's totally what happens to you it is your normal life but it's not the life of somebody else and I would not want them to feel bad about their life in any way and you just say oh that's cool I like sushi too because you can also join in with them but just be aware that you have a lot more privileges than many kids out there okay and he understands, he absorbs it, maybe a little too much. And maybe that's why he can't chat with his, you know, classmates and stuff like that, because he's always worried he'll say the wrong thing. So maybe I'm giving him another kind of trauma, but uh, one trauma at a time. I can't worry about all these things. And I would say in toys, I already talked about that. Books, no limit. Any book that he wants, I will buy it for him. And I'll always ask him the question, do you really want it or do you just want it in the moment? So we were in the thrift store the other day. And I picked out a bunch of other books. And I said, oh, would you like this book and this book and this book? And he sat there looking through all of them. I said, you can get them all if you'd like. He looked at me and said, no, I really only just want the wimpy kid ones. He says, because I like that there's text and then there's a picture inside. He says, but the other ones are just all text, like Harry Potter. And that one can be an e-book. It doesn't have to be a physical book. He says, it needs to be a physical book only if there's cartoons or pictures and things inside. And that's a decision that he came to on his own completely. So I said, fine, no problem. And then I went home and bought him the entire Wimpy Kid set in French. So, I mean, um, it's one of those things where I just, I saw it. He wanted it. I asked him, would you like all the books? He said, yes, please. And I bought them for him. So no drama, no fanfare. I just tried to find them all used online and I bought him all the used books. The other thing I think might be helpful I mean, it's hard for me to say what I do with Little Bun because it's just, I don't do anything. He just decides on his own and he doesn't decide to get anything. So I don't know how else to tell you what happens because that's just what my life is. 
But something I heard that really works with other kids is maybe an allowance. So I tried this with Little Bun and it didn't, it didn't fly because I said in the car, hey, you know, now that you're coming to be of an older age and you want things, what do you think about mommy giving you an allowance? He says, well, okay. He says, how much would you give me? I said, I don't know. I heard that you're supposed to give your kid's age that amount every week. He says, okay. He says, so $9 every week. I said, yes. I said, you could save up the money and then buy something that you really want. Then he turns to me and he says, but you already buy me everything that I really want anyway. He says, what would I use the money for? I said, I don't know. You save it. You save it aside and then you figure out what you want to do with it. Like if you want something special, maybe you want to use it for gifts. You go, oh, gifts. So he was really excited when I told him, maybe you could use your allowance for gifts. And then he said at the end, he said, you know what, mommy, I don't really think I need the money right now. He says, I have everything that I want. All, all I really want is food. <laughs> and all I really want is books, which you buy for me anyway. He says, maybe when I get older, we can talk about this. And I said, yeah, okay. Maybe when you get to the age, maybe a teenager, when you start wanting shoes or certain clothes or things like that, if you'd like, then we can give you money and you can go and decide to buy it for yourself. He said, okay. And that was it. That was the conversation on allowance. Like he literally could not care less. He is actually more interested or excited when I give him a nickel that I have from change that I've made from breaking bills and stuff like that to put in his little wallet because he can physically see the money and he gets excited about it. And the last time he saved enough from all the coins that I gave him and money that he found on the ground to make a $20 bill, he gave it right back to me and said, I'd like to invest it, please. And that's when we started talking about investing and in index funds and stuff like that. And he's nine years old. So he's already picking up that he has to invest his money to make it grow even bigger so that he have more money in the future to use on what I have no idea. I have no idea what he would possibly use it on, but apparently he wants an income of a million dollars a year and he would save it all and invest it. And I'm like, you know, maybe you should also consider spending it because not only do you have to save and invest your money, you should also learn how to spend it so that you don't end up just hoarding all this money and then not enjoying it. He says, oh, don't worry. I'm going to be buying lots and lots of delicious food, like all the expensive stuff. I said, okay, all right. I guess if that's where we're going. But everything in moderation, please. <laughs> but maybe you have a case of a little boy who likes to go to the store and every time you go inside, he wants to buy something. He sees a backpack, he wants it. He goes to Staples. He sees a pack of crayons. He wants it. Now, in that case, I don't have that little boy. But if I did, I would say, you know, with the questions, do you really want it or you just want it in the moment? And if that doesn't work, I'll say, do you really want it? Or would you like to save all the things that you want onto a little list? And at the end of the week, we'll go and see which of these one items you still want at the end. And as a result, I will give you an allowance that you can save up for that item and then you can go buy it. So that's probably where a list of all the things that you might want and then giving them an allowance might help because then they'll see, oh, I only have $5, this item is 50, but I really want this candy over this toy that I'm no longer interested in. So I'd rather use five bucks on my candy than to save it to, you know, for the next 10 weeks for this $50 item plus taxes. I don't know how helpful this was, but that's all I had. I'm really sorry. Little Bun is just unusual and we're not a very, I guess, typical family from what I'm being told from my friends because they come over and they're like, where are all the toys? 
I'm like, in this little corner in the kitchen. She's like, where's the rest of it? I'm like, what's the rest of it? And she says, well, normally <laughs> families have lots and lots of toys everywhere. And I said, well, in this family, we do not have lots and lots of toys everywhere because first of all, we would trip and kill ourselves and probably scream with a Lego embedded in our foot or something. But also, these are not the values that we wanted him to grow up with. I don't mind spending money. Clearly, I have no issue spending money. And I have no issue spending money on him. Like I paid for art lessons. I'll pay for any kind of lessons that he wants, any book he wants. Basically, anything his little heart desires, I can and will buy it for him. But I'm asking him to think about the values of acquiring all these items that I was never taught as a child and to really ask myself, do I want it or do I just want it in the moment? And that's something that's really hard that I struggle with that he does not seem to have any issue with. Hopefully from great parenting, but also just that maybe he's just born like that, right? He's just not consumerist like I am. <laughs> and... That's the only advice that I really have because he's just, that's just the way he is. So long story short, I don't really limit what I buy him because he never asks for things that are unreasonable. And when he does want something, he just asks me for it and I buy it for him because I usually find it's pretty reasonable. It's like usually a book, you know, or a Rubik's cube, you know, like, like what, he, what, what else could he possibly want or food? I'll buy him sushi if he really wants it. And he just, he's so easygoing that, You'll suggest something, you say, oh no, maybe not today. And he'll say, okay. And I think that's where the other part of it is, is making sure that I do say no to him, which I do. So it's not like I never say no to him, which I think is the subtle difference between saying yes to buying everything and agreeing to buy all the things that he asked for versus giving him, quote unquote, everything that he wants. Is that we do say no to him and we say no to him pretty often. We also have boundaries and limits in the household of how much sugar he can ingest. For instance, we cannot have, let's say, cake and also cookies and also chocolate. We have to choose one and it cannot be every single day that we're having chocolates, as an example. So he does hear no a lot. He does hear about the limits that we have in line with our values as a family. And he does do all the chores in the household that are assigned to him that he can do for his age and his height. <laughs> But also, he understands that he's a member of the family. So he does all of these things and asks to help us pack our suitcases and unpack and clean and all this stuff because he wants to be part of our family, which he is. And that's, I think, a more important lesson to teach them than to be focusing on how much should I limit in terms of buying them things. Think about what, what you're doing in your actions that will reach the same result without having to hold back on buying them books and things that they want or waiting until Christmas for them to get a bike or whatever it is, if you want to buy it for the summer at this moment. If you are clear on what values you have as a parent, then you're modeling the actions and the purchases and the questions and all of that stuff to raise the kind of kid that you want. And I think that's what's working for me. I can't be sure. I guess we will find out in 20-ish years. And so that's all I had for today. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day and happy 2024. Bye.